0: Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. Today we have a very special guest, uh, one of Brevard, uh, homegrown comedians that's now traveling all over the place doing his thing, Dorian Gale. First of all, I'm from Philly, all right? (laughs) Sweat of God, I'm from Philly, okay? I came
1: on his podcast because my man, Dory is from Brevard, all right? Shouts out to Dorian Gale. It's me, all right? It's me. (laughs) I'm here. I just wanted to do that. Yeah. People, you know, they they see me and they, they think, oh, you look like Kevin Hart until they hear me do a Kevin Hart impression. And then they're like, no, you're not like him at all. Yeah.
0: You, know? you uh. so really quickly, because I always I always struggle with understanding your timeline. Right. So wh- when did you start doing stand up comedy here in Brevard?
1: I started doing stand up comedy at the age of 18. I did my first public open mic at 18. I, uh, it was this place in Melbourne called Billards. Um, it was called Billards mm-hmm. and, uh, shouts out to Duncan J. It was his mic. Uh, I will say his name is his mic. And, I um, it might've been in June, like a couple days after I turned 18. I wanted to start at 17, right? I mean, I was telling jokes in high school before I was 18, but I wanted to do my first public open mic before 17. It didn't happen. That's okay. Cause Less than ten years down the line, I'm I'm going where I'm at, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was 18 years old, and man, it was it was enlightening. It was fun and it was terrible at the same time.
0: <laughs> what made? It, wait, all right. So what? Let's break it down. What was terrifying or what was terrible?
1: The terrifying part is I had to I had to try hard. I had to try to be funny. I had to formulate a punchline, a premise. I had to learn about a callback, learn about a storyline. You know, that was that was the effort. You know, and that was that was terrifying. I was like, okay. I can be myself, but I have to be sharp and
0: I have to be skilled at the same time. And when you uh let me ask, did you do impressions before you started doing stand-up? Was the, were the impressions something that came through you doing it, or were the Im- impressions a part of the genesis of you doing I stand-up? never,
1: I never wanted to do impressions. I never <laughs> wanted to do impressions, and the reason was, is because even at 16, 17, I had this mindset of I can do this, but I don't want to be put in this box. I don't want to be um put this box. I didn't know that I could be diverse, right? When I was in high school, I was a part of TV productions and I would create my own characters, which I'm getting ready to go back to that and have everything. Voice impressions, my own characters, me, just everything. But I would create characters when I was in high school. And uh I had yep, I I can say it. I put on a wig when I was in high school. I didn't put on no dress, but I did do the wig. I had this character <laughs> named Dorisha. This <laughs> character named Dorisha you know, and, um, man, it was a popular character in my high school. I had another character named Old Man Gale. Um, that's another character that's like an older version of myself. Think of your, your you know, your 87-year-old old elderly black man that's been through civil rights and <coughs> all those types of things that he's telling you <laughs> stories. That's that's another character that I created. Um, those are a couple characters I created, and I just, I want to do stand-up. I want to be me because... Um, I said, "Man, I can do impressions. I can do these characters, but if I don't work on this skill set, my craft is gonna suffer." So, for the first five years, I might have did that one Chris Rock impression, I started doing, but everything else, I was just writing jokes, what experiencing life, and that was the 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 first Chris Rock impression I ever did. I don't even know what I said. I, I said, "My name is Dorian Gale." Okay, I'm gonna talk to you today. I don't know what it was, but it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I
0: just, I just wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote. I saw a video of you in the mall yeah. doing the Chris Rock impression yes. in like a Foot Locker, some type of yes. sneaker store. Yes. And people were in the hallway peeking in because they thought Chris Rock might have actually been there. Yeah. And when, so when was that? How early on was that?
1: That might've been, oh man, 2018, 2019. Preach Carter, shouts out to Preach Carter. He he filmed, this is before he started doing stand-up. He filmed that. He was working at Jimmy Jazz. Um, and he, <laughs> excuse me, he filmed that. Preach filmed that in 2018? It might have been like pre-pandemic. And he's
0: now doing stand-up. Yeah, That's he's, amazing. He's, he's, I didn't realize that yeah, he's
1: yeah. been around that long. I was saying something like, I see so many Jordans, so many Nikes, okay? So many Adidas, and none of them fit me. I don't
0: know what I was saying, but it was something like that. So yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Then I didn't, I, I didn't know preach yeah. was that close to the comedy. Yeah, I've known him time.
1: before he started doing stand up. So yeah, it's, it's a blessing.
0: That's very cool. I didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, man. So now that you've, because you're now nine years in. Yes. Right. Yes. A lot. Just so you know, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are pretty much all comics. Right. right. I'm I'm never gonna make any money off this damn that, podcast because cool. there's only no, comics no, li- right, li- listen, listening yeah. to this. But hey, you never know. When to get to where you are now, right. how many Let me try to put this into scale. How many shows do you think you've done total to this point? Oh, how many shows? <laughs> Including oh, open mics, man. how many times have you stepped on a how stage? How many times have to I get, stepped on a yeah.
1: stage? You know, People talk about there's a rule that it takes 10,000 hours to master a craft. And to be honest, I want to put in 20. So I haven't even, man, (laughs) that's a a great question because um, I lost count. I look at the years and I think of the different places. So I might not have been able to count. Well, I've been to this comedy club 14 times. Man, I mean, I didn't even start getting into comedy clubs until like three three years ago. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I would just go where I could. Uh, I performed at, yes, I'm starting by saying this, strip clubs, churches. I performed at middle schools, elementary schools, high schools, banquets, the mall. <laughs> the I perform. <laughs> I've street performed several times. I performed on the spot, like, you know, people record me on the spot. Hey, Dorian, da-da-da. And then jokes, impressions, characters. Bam. I performed um, at restaurants, at birthday parties, in people's backyards. Um, I, man, so many times. So I don't really, I don't know if I've even kept count. Now I'll count. Like if I headline a place and it's like <laughs> Dorian Gill, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three shows a day yeah okay I, yeah i'll count you know forgive me i've last time i was at school it was public school i was i was at public high school so <laughs> if i don't know the math to that just forgive me for a second <laughs> all right the curriculum i thought is you terrible. went to eastern florida State. yeah i i did have an associate's degree from eastern florida state Okay. and they're a great college and they support me they support me very hard Shouts out to them um but the last time i really did math and liked it was in high school so that <laughs> that was a uh, and shouts out to my high school heritage high school in palm bay yeah. florida but man, I, I lost count. Now I'm starting to count 'cause I'm I'm getting into comedy clubs. I can actually I can actually say I've been in this club twice. I've been in this club once. It's
0: um I'm starting to make more of a memory of it now. Yeah. So Yeah, I think I don't know if I've cracked a thousand shows yet. Yeah. I feel like I'm right around a thousand. I think I'm I might Cause it's it's three hundred and sixty five days in a year. Right. I've been doing it, coming up on six years. Right. So I mean, I've I'm I'm definitely not doing a show every day. So I'm not right. over a thousand, but right. I think I'm right around a thousand shows at this point.
1: I do think I'm closing up on my hours, though. Yeah. You know, my ten thousand hours, because I was just tell you, man, I don't sleep. I should sleep, but I don't. Yeah.
0: What do you mean by when you say? Because before we even started recording, you were talking about how you don't sleep,
1: man. If you see me like this year, dude, I just been grinding. If I'm not networking with someone, I'm filling out, uh, you know, uh, uh, sending an email to a comedy club. I'm not doing that. I'm filling out, you know, how to audition for something. If I'm not doing that, I'm trying to look up the details on how to, you know, stream this. If I'm not doing that, I'm trying to figure out how to finance this special, how to, publish get the publishing rights to something i'm trying to figure out how to how to put a team together i'm trying to figure out how to get behind the scenes so i can own my project so i can sell it when i want to i'm 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 hustling connecting with magazine editors connecting with newspaper editors connecting with um people in different states following up on those same emails cut editing splicing Looking at footage where I bombed. Looking at footage where I killed. Going to the acting classes on Zoom. If I'm not doing the acting classes on Zoom, I'm looking up how to get into these other acting classes. You know, researching what I can do during the strike. Um, I'm not sleeping, bro. And if you and, and this is like right, right now, as today, as we record this 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 podcast, I don't have no manager. I don't have no agent. I'm doing all that. You know what I'm saying? If you see me, like, during you just had a magazine here, and you was just a TV appearance here, and now you're on the podcast here, I'm hustling. I <laughs> If I can do the work and cut the middleman, I'm hustling. I ain't got no money. It's a whole strike out here, y'all. I'm letting y'all <laughs> know right now. If you come and see Dorian Gale, listen, you not gonna get nothing but empty pockets. I don't got no money right now. i am be honest. <laughs> so, I'm hustling. I'm not... And and I'm trying to develop the hustling into thinking Where I can actually have a team And I've came into contact with people I'm not going to say their names But I've came into contact with a lot of people Who have helped me strategize a lot more You know Um, And the internet hustle is different than the comedy hustle But they can combine if you combine them Right So when you create content That content can go viral You can drop those dates in your content somewhere Connected to your website Or, or send them followers to your podcast Or send them to your email list Or send them to The area or if you go to your analytics And look up the demographic Like I'm dogging this thing out And it's not easy At all <laughs> At all One man and God that's just me It's, it's God and me and it's, it's me You know it was, It's God twice and it's me But <laughs> that's how that's how it's getting done um so if anyone says, Dory, how are you how are you even I don't sleep. I don't sleep. I should. I want to. I'm trying to have my big break <laughs> so I can sleep, man. I want to sleep on a lot of money. I want to sleep <laughs> on a lot of
0: money. I'll tell you I'll tell you about don't not sleeping. I did uh not this past weekend but the weekend before that. Right. I did uh <clears throat> I had two weeks in a row. Right. Um the first week I was at the Fort Myers snappers wow. featuring. Wow. The following weekend, I was at the Palm Harbor Snappers featuring. Wow. But here's what I was doing. I was working from Monday to Friday. Really? And Thursday, I worked from nine to about three o'clock. Right. And I would jump in the car and drive the three hours to Fort Myers. Wow. Featured. Right. Jumped back in the car, drove home. Right. Got home at like two o'clock in the morning. Right. Woke up at seven o'clock in the morning, get ready for work. Worked half a day Friday. Right. Jumped back in the car, drove back to Fort Myers. Wow. Performed in Fort Myers, spent the night in Fort Myers, woke up the next morning, performed again that Saturday in Fort Myers, and then drove back home. Wow. The following weekend, I did the exact same thing, but now at the Palm Harbor Snappers over in Tampa, which is also three hours away. Oh, man so I mean I uh, the reason why I have this this scratchy voice right now is the last couple of weeks I've just not I mean fi- I, the last couple of weeks I figured out the physical limits of what I'm capable of doing in terms of being on the road I've, and working full time.
1: I've found him out too because I, I work as well mm-hmm. and I man my off days be Tuesdays and Thursdays there has been times where where did i go to i took a i took a wednesday off so i i have i have flown to virginia and i did a show i did a i think i did an open mic before i flew to virginia came back from virginia and then i did another show um and then like the next day i drove to orlando and did a couple shows that hustle i know you're talking about because sometimes i get back Two a.m., three a.m. in the morning. I go to work at five. Sleep for like an hour, yeah. <laughs> thirty minutes. Go to work at five. Get off, and then go do some more footage. You know, it, like, it's it's a hustle, man. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I know you're putting in your work. You're gonna get that back. It's gonna yeah. come back
0: to you tenfold. What well, was cool to see? So, I'm looking at all the stuff you're doing. Number one, what social media platform kind of blew up for you first?
1: Um I think uh, I think TikTok um I think TikTok yeah TikTok um so much social media stuff by the way <laughs> we can talk about it. that actually is a, a separate podcast especially this year TikTok um 2020 uh and th- this is all comedians so I'm very vulnerable and I I won't say nothing I haven't said on stage so 2020, I went to this school called UCF. Ironic, because that's all I saw. So I flunked out <laughs> of UCF. <laughs> I flunked out of UCF. <laughs> I came back and I jumped on TikTok in 2020, in the fall of 2020. Right. And I decided to give it a shot. And I said, man, they got this day one, day two, day three challenge. Let me jump on there. So the first one I did was a Chris Rock. Day one is Chris Rock. Day two is Chris Rock. Day three. Now, I had the complete voice, but it showed the voice developing, right? And that's what the point of the challenge was. So that was one of the first ones. Then I think I did the Chris Tucker one. And then that Chris Tucker one, um, I got contacted by, like, these bigger pages. And they repost your content on their platforms. I have 10 million, 2 million. The Chris Tucker one huge. Um and when I say huge, I mean across Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, um not much of Twitter which is now known as X, but those those platforms, oh man, that Chris Tucker one was huge. Um and then the Bernie Mac one that I did day 1, day 2, that was in December of 2020. That took off on my TikTok. A million in, a million views in 2 days. Wow. and then steve harvey's team they reposted it on their twitter account wow. um so much social
0: media stuff dude I, it's crazy how that. Happens. so what of that do you think because i always always have like a, like so for example right when i did my album i attributed i attribute that to doing james yawn's funny not famous right right because that led to that that's incredible when you got to do the bet Awards, right? What do you think is the main thing that led to that?
1: Okay, so I did a video, and the slogan that I said was, "What was it? It wasn't like a good neighbor, stay farmers there. It was a slogan, and <laughs> so I saw all these. Was it like people. have a nice day? I don't remember. Yeah, it was a, it was, it was a slogan. I said." give me a second see now I gotta <laughs> so we use these things but I gotta really look at it now what was that? <coughs> I think I was saying America uh, like in Bernie Mac's voice I was saying like a good neighbor State Farmers is there and Gilbert Godfrey I said it like Chris Tucker um, I said it a couple times <coughs> and the producer uh, commented he said check your DMs for more opportunities so I checked my DMs and you know back then in in 2022 uh, you know this is before people this is before you know you know billionaire Elon Musk changed the verification (laughs) and anyone could have a blue check this is before that so if you're legit you're legit on social media if you got a blue check you're really somebody at that point so but you know you can you don't know if this is a forex trader a bitcoin trader you don't know who this <laughs> yeah. is they'd be in there fast they'd be some of the first people to be in your comment section to be like would you like to make a thousand dollars in five days yeah. well, i don't know how that happens but that's usually how it is and so I, I looked at his profile i said okay seems legit so i go to the messages and you know i was want to check him out first and he said you know my name is such and such and i'm a i'm a um i'm a brand specialist i work with um I don't even know how I can say these names. Um, <laughs> I work with this company. I work with BET. I can say that because yeah. I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't sign a contract. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I say I work with BET. We have opportunities for content creators such as yourself. If you're interested, um, hit me back. My contact information is such and such. So I hit him back. Um, we exchange numbers. We talk, right? We talk on the phone, and he says, "Yeah, man, I would love to get to know you more." and um, maybe we can get you still on some things and and projects and launches and things of that sort. So two weeks later, this is like in April of, man, it's it's only been like a year since all this stuff has happened. This is like in April of 2022. So he calls me back. He says, yo, we're filming a Burger King BK Fries, the little chicken fries, we're filming a BK Fries commercial that's going to be airing on the season finale, the first season finale of the Mrs. Pat show on BET. If you're interested, this is the date. Fill out your information, be here and here, take a COVID test here, be there if you're interested. I'm like, wow, wow. And I was scrambling at that point, you know? So first thing I did, I said, I got family. Up in Atlanta, where the commercials filming, so called them up. I said, "Hey, you know, I have this opportunity. Can I? Would I be able to stay with you?" And he's like,
0: "Yeah, yeah." And by Atlanta, it was that Tyler this
1: Perry was, Studios? This wasn't it. This wasn't at Tyler Perry Studios, oh, okay. but this was at a good location where um a lot of stuff gets filmed. And um, so we, <laughs> I called my other family, as <laughs> I got family in um shots at to Jacksonville, Florida. That's where my mother is from, by the way. Um, I got other family. I said. Hey, can I would I be able to, you know, sleep? Da da da. And he said, Yeah. I went to my boss, my GM, and I'm like, at this point, I thought I made it. I like <laughs> I was ready to quit my job. I was ready to quit my job, y'all. So I went to my GM and I said, Hey, you know, I have this opportunity to go film a commercial. And, you know, if you need to fire me, that's fine. I, I literally <laughs> said this. I said, if you need to fire me, it's okay, but I'm gonna go take this opportunity. She said, no, take the days off. I got a friend that went up to Tyler Perry studio, had an opportunity. She's now working on his movies now. Yeah. So she was so generous and gave me the days off. So I'm like set. So I drove up. I met so many great content creators, so many great people. Um, dang, I'm not trying to say his name because I know they'd be really, really, really um, – they be really specific with that yeah. stuff but dude was so nice and we got to the house real nice house looked like the the nicest airbnb you've ever seen in your entire life we're in the like this den area but it's like chandeliers and glasses and flat screen tvs <laughs> and it's real nice you know what i'm saying you know uh that little fancy marble kitchen counter all that stuff He says, all right, you guys, let's introduce each other. We get in this big circle. Looks like an AAA meeting. (laughs) But, you know, everybody dripped out. They cool. They lit. And before he says, you know, he introduces himself. My name is Such and Such. But before we get started, I want to introduce you to this young man who drove all the way from Palm Bay, Florida, all the way here. He didn't have no knowingness about this commercial. He came here. On the first time that I gave him an opportunity and he showed up, I want y'all to make some noise for Dorian Gale. He actually put me on the spot and had everybody clap for me. So I introduced myself and I think I, I, think I did like Chris Rock. He said, he said let me hear Chris Rock. I said, I can't believe I'm here at BET, okay? I know I hosted before, but here I am again. And everybody was clapping for me. And from that point on, we built this great relationship. So that was in like April. The commercial aired in May, right? And and we all had exchange numbers. So before the commercial gets ready to air, we're all on the phone. FaceTime is like, yo, we're gonna be on TV and da 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 And he's like, Man, you know, I really wanna thank you all. I wanna thank you all um for participating in this commercial because it took a lot of hard work to get here. And after that, before the commercial airs, he calls me. He says, Dorian, we tried so hard to, um, to get your face. This was after the commercial aired, actually. He said, Dorian, we tried to get your face in there. Because my face wasn't featured in the commercial, but I was so grateful, I was so happy. Mm-hmm. My character, my spirit was so up. I was just thanking God in the moment. He said, man, we tried to get you in there, but it just it just didn't work out. But dude, your energy, your character is amazing. Your energy, your character, your spirit is amazing. And um, he said, keep that mindset. And a lot of doors are open for you. That was in May of 2022, right? About a week and a half later, I'm at my job, right? I'm at my job. Shouts out to my job. I ain't gonna say y'all names either. (laughs) But I'm at my job, right? I'm putting up stuff, stickering stuff, right? He calls me. He calls me. He calls, I answer. I don't know what it could be. He called me. I answered. Jokingly, he said, Hey, during my boss loves you. He's gonna fly to out to the BET Awards for like four days for the experience. No, I'm just playing. I said, but say that again. You play with me, right? He says, Nah. You going to the BET Awards. You ain't gotta pay for nothing.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. He called me. And um I didn't even I like I was at I was at a point I was like I was like man what did I what did I do like I, I was trying to figure out like did I audition for something like did I sign up for something and it was just you know he had told me he said man your attitude your mindset your your humility your gratefulness you deserve this all right man get ready I'm gonna have my people send you an itinerary <laughs> I'm they you can pick your ticket whatever airport you want to come out of pick all that uh, she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna make sure that you're straight so you're leaving on this date you'll be back in this date get all your clothes man we're gonna have a great time and it was like the best time ever I only mentioned that but I only mentioned the flying not Parker that that part's already public I'm just gonna stay yeah. away from certain names <laughs> but um you know uh gratitude 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 I've been listening to Steve Harvey like inspirational messages all day. And he would talk about nothing but gratitude, and I just was grateful. I was grateful to even have that opportunity at twenty six you know because I'm so hard on myself, and within a within a year's time, almost a little bit over a year's time to have all of these things happen has been has been amazing you know what I'm saying I didn't pay for nothing, I didn't audition for nothing. I honestly think me keeping myself pure, holding myself accountable, staying focused on the things that I want that are ahead of me, not trying to be, you know, keeping myself in check, surrounding myself with good people. <coughs> I think I think those things have helped me greatly, you know, mm-hmm. and the BET experience was everything. I saw everything that it took to make it, and that's all I needed. So since then, since June of, of last year, You've probably seen an incredible growth In my hustle Mm -hmm. um, Because I saw everything it took
0: So describe Everything it takes to make it Based on what you've learned
1: Man (laughs) Man (laughs) Man Let me tell you Man It is A lot And, and, And for people out there That are wanting to being the big time man, you know there is levels to entertainment. Just to let y'all know, it's it's levels to entertainment. You can be at a a, a, um, a preppy level, or you can be at a a chill level. I'm gonna call it chill. I'm not gonna you know disrespect anybody. I'm just a, you can be at a chill level. Um, who you are is who you surround yourself with and everybody got a team. Everybody has a videographer, everybody has a person to encourage them, everybody has a manager, everybody has an extra person that's there for 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 scheduling and booking. Everybody got a makeup person, everybody got a designer person. Everybody has a team. Everybody has a team and their team is like just like them, just like the star, right? And 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 on top of that, these people, they they take care of themselves I, I, I'm still a little bit in the hustler's mindset They're in a thinking mindset They're in a strategy mindset You know um, They're in a marketing mindset Is it good for the brand? Is it good for your If this is happening around this time Let's release this When this is happening So that will That, that product that we just pushed out Is coming around this time of the event It's going to skyrocket And if this, you know, if this joke song movie comes out at this time, it's going to take off because these awards are happening right here or this event is happening over here. If we celebrate, if we drop this on this person's birthday and we're going to announce the album after that, let's do the comedy special right now at the time of the election because, bam, there you go. There go your view like it's so much that I've taken in to really see everything that it takes and it takes a lot and I've just been I've been experiencing it and I've also realized what I've missed out on you know I always wanted to start as a kid but that anxiety kept me down for so many years I had speech anxiety I had it like you know stage fright and things of that sort yeah you know I'm 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 getting to some of the basic stuff that I never got to do you know when you can experience something it's um Excuse me, when you experience something like something as simple as a talent show or something as simple as a um, um, being on a magazine or knowing what it takes, you might have a first time for everything, but that first time, it gets you seasoned. It gets you that experience. It gets your, your, your feet wet or whatever you want to call it. You can get in there and know how to do it better the next time because... These people got everything for that. They have their managers to help them. They have their, their publicist, their agent, their, their their marketing specialist, their brand consultants. They have their, um, their, um, their financial advisors. They have all of that. You know what I'm saying? Outside looking in as an entrepreneur, you're doing that yourself. So you have to be highly disciplined, highly on time highly focused, you know, if you're taking care of yourself, you know, you say you got to work out, you got to dress the best, you got to stay on top of things. If you're a content creator, you got to stay with the trends. You got to stay focused. You have to be seven people at once, especially if you're coming from the outside in. And I didn't have nobody just viewing in that world. So I'm saying, wow. But I have seen a lot of people who have taken all of that thing, all of those things, and combined it into one with all of that discipline, all that strategy that they had, all of those planning, all of that preparation, all of those ideas, and go from here to right, walking right in those big rooms, right in those red carpets. So it is possible, but it is so. I know it takes so much. I'm not there. I'm not there yet. In my mind, a lot of people think that I am. In my mind, I'm like seven years behind, bro. I'm like seven years behind cuz I'm like I got to catch up. I got to get on it. You know what I'm saying? I got to I got to be on it, you know? You know? It's the it's that dog, it's that hustle, you know? But at the same time it's that strategy, you know. Okay. I have a dream. So who's the people that I'm going to surround myself that believe in that dream? And when I believe in that dream, they're going to check me when I'm wrong, and I'm going to check them when they're wrong. And we're going to have visions and goals we might even have disagreements but we have the common goal and we're a team and we're going to make it i mean so it does it does take a lot financial discipline spiritual discipline this is just me speaking from me spiritual discipline financial discipline physical discipline um uh me believing that i don't have to touch everything i don't have to touch everything and i can't say yes to everything sometimes i can say no sometimes there's a lot of power and no sometimes there's a lot of power and no sometimes you can say yes but sometimes your yes right now uh your yes right now might ruin the opportunity later that you could have had but you took this small little thing when you could have waited for the big one that's down the road you know what i'm saying so it's like learning so much about it and then and then like i said we, we sometimes from the outside looking in, we look at these people, but we don't realize that sometimes, you know, sometimes we're, we may not have the money to supplement for the work ethic. So this person may be able to afford an acting coach every day. I may just be able to afford YouTube. They got acting coaches, but I can just go on YouTube and learn how to act, or I can, Paid for the class online may not be at that quad but I'm I'm hitting seven days a week like they are mm-hmm. or if they have an organizer or a front desk person that schedules everything for them I may not be able to afford that or have that person so I just got to be more organized there's a <laughs> it's almost like there's a it's almost like there's a way you can cut the middleman until you can't no more yeah. and I, I'm kind of in that mindset but I'm not at the same time because I'm like, I want to build, you know what I'm saying? This this country is built off of thinking, you know what I'm saying? This country is built <laughs> off of thinking. They didn't they didn't do no work, They, and they didn't pay nobody to do no work either. <laughs> Free <laughs> labor. That's how America is built. America is built off of making other people do their stuff. Yeah. You feel me? It wasn't it's not like we're going to go hustle. You know what I'm saying? That's my thinking. No, no, you're going to do that for me. I'm not picking that cotton up. <laughs> I'm not picking that cotton up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's
0: <laughs> so So at, at this point, where do you consider yourself, uh, if you had to create like a pie chart of percentages, right, right? where would you place yourself as a content creator and where would you place yourself as a stand-up comedian? What percentages of those two things are you?
1: I, oh, man. I don't. I don't even like rating myself, man. This is—I f- feel like what's well, like ba-
0: not rating? It's <laughs> like it, like <laughs> how much of your energy goes into each thing. I try to. I try to. Um.
1: I've been doing stand up way longer, um. But I said I started my first first open mic at eighteen. I was on the internet at 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 at, thir- at fourteen fifteen, doing impressions, covering songs. I would. I That's would cover. Right. You had yeah. like
0: a, what was it, Bryson? Yeah, I would cover Bryson the Tiller songs. When like I was that?
1: like 15, 16, like DJ Cali was real hot back then. You know, <laughs> he was the best. You know what I'm saying? Another one. And he would have these songs come out and I would just cover them to see if I sounded like the people on the songs. And I would do that for a little bit. And then I started doing like the videos where I talk about topics. So um, I've, I've been on social media longer. But when I, step, when I step into the stage world, um, I found real success. You know what I'm saying? And I found the stand-up comedy success first before I found social media success. I don't even know if I had social media success before 2020. But, you know, because I, I base it off of a following. But I tell you, and I, it's a, like I said, there's a lot of stuff. I signed, I'm, I, I can't say this, I signed a couple of NDAs. Yeah, <laughs> I've signed NDAs, man, and I wish I could tell y'all what this stuff is. Y'all might just figure it out, anyways. But I ain't. Well, trying no, to, don't get yourself in trouble. I ain't no, trying yeah, to go yeah, to jail. Go
0: to I ain't trying to go to jail. I, <laughs> to jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might tell you. I tell. I tell you what though, because right. uh, when I started, so right. I, I'm in. I'm in my sixth year. Oh man! And man. when I remember when I started, <laughs> people would get on you. All we. St- I mean, we still get on you. Yeah, but everybody's the client of you because you were like I'm not doing my impressions I'm just going to do jokes <laughs> <laughs> I remember that though yes and yes. I remember I was having a conversation with um, a comic who uh, who is to my knowledge is no longer even doing stand up anymore wow. so that that uh, you know goes to show you who's what Right. but what I was saying was I was like listen I, th- I think we're outside of pineapples even I can't remember where it Maybe either pineapples or over mics I was standing outside talking right. to somebody and I said listen Dorian is outworking all of you so even if you're funnier than him now I promise you in the next couple of years you will be right here in the same spot and Dorian is gonna pass all 'all. y'all I said that to people wow right (laughs)
2: wow
0: and we are we're i think about wow this is pre-pandemic so we're we're like three or four years removed from that conversation wow and like i said the person i was talking to what doesn't even do stand-up anymore that is incredible (laughs) so no 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 everybody has seen your work ethic you're prolific (laughs) for a long (laughs) time (laughs) i'm just
1: I'm just, I'm just, man, I'm just doing it because I love it and I enjoy it. But I, I take it seriously, you know. Um, I take it seriously. So, I mean, that's that's very nice, of you, man. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know you said it, but thank mm-hmm. you, man.
0: I, I, I'm still I on really you about the impressions. Though. Every, yeah. Every time you say, no, I'm thinking I'm about doing, stopping the impressions. <laughs> I want to smack the shit out of you because it's the, it's the dumbest. It's like, <laughs> you remember when Michael Jordan decided he was going to play baseball? Like that's how stupid. It is for you to decide to not do impressions. (laughs) It's like if Michael Phelps was like, I'm not going to swim anymore. (laughs) I'm going to start running. Like, it's just the dumbest thing in the world. I don't want to do impressions anymore. (laughs) You know, the thing that took me from... Right. Palm Bay, Florida, to the BT Awards <laughs> in LA. Flight paid for, meals paid for. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that shit no more. That's. <laughs> oh my God. I'm gonna focus on telling my 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 um my blowjob with a with a plastic bag big. Like,
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm uh. You can do both, you guys. i
0: <laughs> I figured it out.
1: <laughs> that is hilarious. Thank I used
0: you. to get I used to get so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Working with you because know. this because this happened the other yeah. night. Yeah, this Where yeah. like you could be on st- like the impressions are so good, right? That even if you're on stage bombing, you could go into the impression and pull out of pretty much any yeah, I- bombing, <laughs> like no matter <laughs> what. Yeah, I like you saw that happen. Yeah, I remember we did a we did a contest at open mics once, right? And you went up, right? And with again, it was like bombing for like like say we say say we had like seven minutes right right i swear to god you bombed for like three and a half right and then the the set from the second three and a half on was all impressions and you beat me out of the contest (laughs) and i was like but he was bombing the whole time he was telling actual jokes (laughs) but those impressions you could you could pull yourself out of any situation with those impressions because they're so good And, that, you. and you're the guy who was like, I do think I'm going to stop doing them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. 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 Okay.
0: It's like if Jesus decided to stay a carpenter <laughs> and just not do any of the other stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to do the impressions.
3: Uh, if, if Jesus
0: did, I don't want to walk with this water. <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't want I to I wash this lady's feet. <laughs> <laughs> no wine for you guys. Just <laughs> keep it as water. I don't wanna So wow, what man. would you
0: say oh okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. We have uh either a, an active shooter coming to kill us or Rafiq Shaheen. Yeah. Hello, sir. Up, <laughs> Hold sorry. on, let me uh you're gonna be I guess you'll be there on that one. And then some let some me laughter. turn this. Just sir, are you are you gonna you're gonna you're gonna join the I am you just gonna you just gonna stare at me? You're gonna... <laughs> Rafiq Shaheen with the, the whatever the opposite of smooth is, <laughs> is <that laughs> transition into yeah. the show. <laughs>
2: oh, are you guys already recording? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And okay.
0: yeah, no, no. we've been recording for a little while. Now Dorian's on his phone ignoring us. No, this I'm is...
2: just trying to
1: look for that video that I had.
0: Okay. So let me ask you, Rafiq. Okay. How long have you known Dorian?
2: It's been a hot minute, hasn't it? I don't like I don't think we've ever really worked together. Uh but like I don't think I don't think that. You're a cool person. <laughs> that was that was much more hard than I thought was.
1: You're a cool person, man. I
2: appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh I like I don't think we've worked together like directly, but like everything I've heard about you has always been like Good news. There's never been that conversation you get with, like, a lot of comics where people are like, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. Kind of a douchebag, but, like, great. You <laughs> know what I mean? Bro, thank
0: you. Thank you. Yeah. And w- I'm trying to think now, because, Rafiq, you've been doing stand-up for where you're at, 10 years?
2: Close. I su- Technically, I started in 2012, but I don't really consider myself trying to do this, like, career-wise until, like, 2015. Mm-hmm.
0: And, Dorian, when did you start again, you said? 2014.
2: Okay, so you guys actually started
0: right around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very interesting. So how do you feel? I'm trying to think about, like, where I'm going with this is what happens during sort of that span of time. Because you guys are both at, coming up on the 10-year mark. Mm-hmm. All Right? And, Dorian, do you think, how long do you think? Because they say it takes 10 years to make an actual career out of stand-up comedy. All right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Or or, or them ten thousand hours.
0: Yeah. So how close do you guys both think you are to being like I can have a career I consider myself a career comic?
2: For me, considering where I'm at, like in the how often I get booked and everything like that, I would say like two or three steps below what I would consider being like, Yeah, this is gonna be like the life you know what I mean? Yeah. I think if I was getting booked weekends consistently, like if I was filling up three out of four weekends every month.
0: All right. So I wish you were here for um, Dorian's uh, I, I'm i a Swiss Army Knife, uh, David Goggins. Uh, I don't sleep. I don't take a shit. All I do is book comedy i, shows. I definitely <laughs> took a number two in the restroom before i started this podcast i couldn't flush it to for 15 minutes but it wasn't that bad you know but um so speaking of which because i want i want to have this conversation with you I had,
1: uh, a, had a ham sandwich with lettuce and tomato <laughs> and onions <laughs> with black pepper Why?
0: so, so this will be good because dorian sweet potato chips i <laughs> <laughs> sorry so in terms of of booking Right, because I've I've I was working on some booking stuff um, over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So, what are you doing to reach out in terms of getting booked?
2: So, you and I have uh, kind of talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but just professionally before. So, I have a list of bookers. It's like I think with the stuff you sent me over, I think now it's gotten back up to like two hundred. Uh, before it was like. 350 and then the pandemic happened (laughs) and a bunch of people either left the industry or like I'm just quitting uh like life (laughs) uh but um so basically it's on my uh to-do list every Tuesday but like every Tuesday I go down the list and try to get as many bookers like an email as possible and then I mark them off been like hey and like I have it color coded too, so it's like, hey, contacted this person one month <clears throat> ago, and then usually I wait like two months after that last email to send them another one. So I'm just going down that list uh, through as many people as I can, you know. And after that's done, usually then I'll start reaching out to friends to be like, yo, hmm. you need anything? Like you
0: need. Yeah. See, that's interesting because we we do the opposite. I need to incorporate what you're doing, and I think you need to incorporate what I'm doing. So, I honestly get booked mostly off of, like, social media direct contacting bookers. It's mm-hmm. so, like people that I've actually... Now, granted, I guess it's a little different because I've been out a lot. So, I know a lot of the people, like, person, I can directly contact them. Mm-hmm. But, like, for example, the last time I booked a bunch <coughs> of stuff, I was looking at my calendar and I was like, "Oh shit! I don't have anything for like the next two months." Mm. And I literally went to Instagram and went through all of the messages that I've had over the past, you know, six months, and be like, "I haven't been at this guy's club in six months. Let me message him." "I haven't been at this person's club in six months. Let me message them." And then I get on Facebook. I go through Facebook Messenger, do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I just wonder because you're saying, you're saying you're not getting as booked as you want to. Yeah. Um. I think maybe the, the disconnect is it's easy to ignore because I mean, we've, we've interviewed people on the podcast who say, you know, I run a club and we get 200 messages of emails a day with, mm-hmm. you know, com, comics with an EPK and all that other stuff. Um And it's just hard for them to get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wonder if there's a little bit more, uh, like physical hustling
2: (laughs) i i I absolutely understand this and maybe you might have a better uh way to put this than i do especially since you have a lot of industry time uh but like it's one thing if you have a personal connection with the booker which is what a lot of like social media booking is you know like it's it's more than just going like hey uh improv can you put me on a show it's going hey bob can you put me on a show
1: shouts out to bob
2: you know <laughs> uh, but like there's there's that kind of connection which definitely does get you booked more but there's also kind of a i don't want to call it an issue but there's a kind of a thing with like depending on where you're at in comedy are you just reaching out to like small venues and going like okay i'll accept like 50 bucks for the show because what i'm trying to aim for is has been more like bigger clubs and theaters and stuff like that but i guess
0: and this is this is just a strategy conversation because i don't Mm -hmm. have the answers because i haven't made it either (laughs) but i think because i've noticed in terms of uh, the bookings that i've done recently Mm -hmm. is to me in a lot of ways it starts with the local bookers so one thing that I noticed like our list cuz we shared list we kind of have the same list. Our list of comedy clubs what it doesn't have is the people that book the you know restaurant shows down in Fort Lauderdale. It's yeah. not going to have the guy that is running the the one-nighter at a you know at a cava bar.
2: <laughs> right.
0: In in Cocoa Beach. It's not it's not going to have any of that. And the people that are booking a lot of these clubs are very tapped into the comedy community. So if you don't show up in that sort of world, it can be hard to get in. So like, for example, like I was talking to somebody earlier today and it was like, I brought up a comic and they were like, Oh yeah, he's got a great reputation. I see him all over the place. He's because Brian Milligan, actually, when we were, Um, talking the other day brought up the point. He's like some of some sometimes I stay busy, even if like shows don't pay that much just to keep my face on flyers out Mm -hmm. there in the ether, you know, because comics are seeing the flyers. The club (coughs) owners are seeing the flyers. You have a sort of cachet out there in the world in the comedy community. You know,
1: agreed, agreed. I have I've for me, I've had to go outside of, of Florida. Yeah, I've had to go outside of Florida To get credentials Which I'm blessed to have Um Have I had difficulty with Uh reaching out to boogers Yeah Yes I have Um I have So Don't think that I have Can you won't. expound
0: <laughs> on that He just said that uh. shit and like,
1: uh, Sorry I wasn't as intellectual I um i really i uh when i like i didn't know email lists or emailing or any of those things until i was like uh, 20 23 24 you know i i did work within the local uh community and i tried to keep my face on consistent shows um but then you know uh then the, the industry started changing and you know, I was, like I said, I started like in 2014 and then social media became, okay, if you can bring this many followers, you can pack the house mm. and can email, get your email list to sell out the shows and it became about, you know, putting people in seats, which it is. And I get that, you know. Um, so that's what I started to focus on. And um, still had trouble with the email thing. I mean, hey, y'all, shout out to anybody listening. If the, you're listening, Dorian Gale and my man's right here to say it. It's Rafiq. Rafiq, book Rafiq us. <laughs> R- Rafiq, br- book Rafiq uh, and Chris and Dorian. We out here. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, to what Dorian's saying, you know, one of my general life problems, but especially in comedy, has been the transition in social media. Because kind of like when we talked on the Jacoby episode, like, generally i do not like social media i just want to live my life and you know be who i'm gonna be without having to record everything i'm doing every day every second just to get like 25 minutes worth of clips you know um and you know kind of again what dorian's saying is like when you when i first started the promotion side of things was much more on the club than it was on the comic you, I mean it's always been a little bit on the comic but like it's especially with social media it's become a lot more like oh man how many followers can you bring and mm-hmm. there's a certain question of like so what are you doing like well, are you just the venue well
0: very, very much so I, I will say this uh, this is definitely a problem that I've run into um, I, I understand that this is now how the industry works. So rather than fight the uphill battle of trying to get it back to what it used to be, <laughs> it's, it's actually a it's actually a much easier path to try and work within the system that currently exists.
2: Yeah, embrace right. the slide. Yeah, right.
0: But, but the reality is, I mean, at this point, so many people, like for example, I always, I always use the example of a plumber's job is to do the plumbing. Promoters are supposed to be doing the promoting. And what happens now is promoters will kind of book you and have this attitude of like, all right, well, let's see how many people you bring out. And it's like, well, I, this is not my job. Mm. You know, most places, uh, and, and now it's be, it's become our job. But now the question becomes, all right. So, for example, let's say somebody does a, let's say somebody does a one-nighter at a. I, I don't want to use an example of one I've actually done, but let's say somebody has a one-nighter at a. The Funky Chicken. The Funky Chicken. There you go. Somebody has a one-nighter at the Funky Chicken. Right? They're gonna shout out to the Funky Chicken. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska. <laughs> they, you know, the funky the, the guy that runs the one nighter, the Funky Chicken, wants to is looking for a comic that's going to bring a bunch of people out. He's got a, say, he's got a four hundred dollar budget. He's going to pay the headliner two hundred and fifty bucks. He's going to pay the feature a hundred dollars, and he's going to pay the uh, host fifty bucks. And that's the budget for his show, right? If I'm now a headliner who can bring people out, who can actually fill a room based on my own clout. Why would I go through you who's gonna sell, let's say you sell, let's just make this math easy. Let's say you sell 50 tickets at $20 a piece. That's $1,000. You're paying out to the comics a budget of 400 and then pocketing 600 now why if I have to do both the promotion and the performance should I go with you at the funky chicken or whatever we decided that's it was, your money and go that's, instead that's your money go find another venue that doesn't have a promoter that works with that venue go to that venue directly mm-hmm. and go I am <laughs> going to sell my tickets at twenty dollars or whatever because I'm not going to give the bulk of the money to this person who at this point doesn't do anything Mm -hmm. i mean dorian you're talking about even like managers earlier Uh, i was watching a podcast with a um, an agent uh, for comics and she was talking about how like she won't even look at a comic as as someone who she'll potentially want to represent until they have a minimum of twenty five thousand followers on instagram my question to that is well then what the fuck use are you Because if you're gonna wait for this person to already have traction on their own, Mm -hmm. then what are you about to bring to the table that they're not already a couple years away from getting on their own without you? What can you add to that? What can you add to that? This person already is building a following that they can now leverage to get into clubs and build their career. So you wanna come in once it's you wanna come in when the house is when the house is thirty percent built. Right. And then throw a little sprinkle and seasoning on it right. and still let the the same construction guys finish the project. But now you get to put your name on it mm-hmm. and take 10, 15 percent, even though you waited until I was already kind of on my way to add. My understanding, maybe I'm completely wrong. My understanding was back in the day, agents, managers, those kind of people were in the comedy clubs watching up and coming comics and going that guy's got something special. Yeah, I'm going to take this guy, I'm going to put him out on the road, get some stuff, and build a career with this person. Correct. (laughs) So, if the comedy club is booking people based on social media, the managers are going based on social media, and the promoters are going based on social media, then why the hell shouldn't I just build my own social media and rent out my own Small theaters it w- and eliminate all of you and just pocket every single dollar.
2: It would be why wi- in this scenario that you're talking about, it would be wiser if you had just rented a six hundred dollar venue, yeah. and sold fifty tickets for twenty bucks a pop. Shouts out to
1: Matt Rife, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing it. Yeah, sold ahead. out the entire tour, didn't even touch the stage yet, <laughs> and sold out the entire tour. Leveraged thirty five million followers on tiktok man yeah that's a lot of followers that's an insane amount of followers though and and it's not all bots either a good that's a good amount of people yeah there's a a lot of middle-aged white women yeah Yeah. a lot of them
0: they they (laughs) they want to see that young man you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's very possible. Because like, I mean, someone like you, Dorian, because you your Instagram is now at what number?
1: I'm at twenty thousand three hundred. I don't know. It's, it's trying to keep it. Uh, so you're like five grand to, away from
3: getting a
0: manager, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, but what is your TikTok at?
1: TikTok is three hundred sixty thousand plus.
0: Okay, so someone in your position, I wonder, and and this is this is the. Right. This is this is one of the one of one of the mysteries that I I really intend to tackle with this podcast, because right. I think if we as comics could get to the bottom of this, that's everything. And that that shifts the power back to me in the hands of the comedians. Correct. With that type of following. There has to be a way to market within your own following. Right. Correct. And I, I know that you'll upset your followers if like every other video is a promo thing. Right. But if maybe one out of every eight, maybe one out of every 10, I've started just every once in a while, it's like, Hey, <coughs> you know how people will get, have their, uh, they'll post their, a, a picture of them with all their, it's like their calendar essentially. Right. And they post that as a thing. Right. right. I wonder if you incorporate your calendar into the ending of every video where it's like you watch a video and at the end of the video, you have a a stock thing that you put at the end of every video that's just here's my dates for the next two months come check me out if you like this come check me out blah 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 blah, right if we can figure out how to translate those audiences into physical ticket sales at actual locations then we can eliminate all of the middlemen
2: yeah I I, mean what what you're talking about is the call to action you know
1: that is correct I'm I'm uh I'm working on that part um, and that included like this this year I just I've tackled making myself relevant of the internet period and like Google and everything like that that's all right so we can talk about uh, that.
0: yes uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I was proud of you because yeah. I started when you when you put uh, I was I started to put like comics that I know I started putting their names into chat GPT right. And Chat GPT's response was, "Don't nobody know who the hell this is." Right. Right. Uh-huh. Because you have to have an actual Google has to recognize you as a celebrity, right? Mm-hmm. In order for Chat GPT to be able to, right? You know, whatever. Yeah. If you put Dorian Gale, because Dorian Gale is now recognized as a social media influencer by Google, Chat GPT goes, "Dorian Gale is a." You know, social media, blah that's blah, blah content creators, blah, blah blah. I didn't even know that. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's because I saw you are uh, you are officially. So how did that happen? That Google now officially that says was Gale with somebody.
1: That was something that I wanted to get done since last year, and I knew that I needed a diverse plethora of platforms, magazines, newspapers, online articles, interviews. Right, so. This entire year, I've been doing all of that. Like, and shouts out to uh, Brevard Live Music. They they just did an article on me the other day. Yeah, yeah, I just um, saw it. I read it. So I just hit up as much as I could. I ain't pay for none of them, but I just I hook I, I hit up as much <laughs> as I could. Um, USA Today, Florida Today, and then you know I'm gonna tell you. I'll put it like this. I got a little bit, and I drove it. Top of this year, BT named me. One of the top twelve TikTok creators to follow this year. Nice. That was in January. But I didn't stop there. I said, This is a great article, but I believe in myself a lot more. So everybody gotta know about it. So and I and I said if I believe in myself like other people believe in their celebrities and their their, you know, beloved ones, then I'm gonna tell everybody that I yo, this is who I am. And everybody got to know about it. So I reached out to as many people as I could because why not believe in myself? They done told me I'm this.
0: I, I just figured out something about you. You know what I'm saying? I just figured out something about you. <laughs> <laughs> as he was talking, I was like, wait a minute. Who is, a Dor- Who is Dorian a combination of? And you do two go impressions, ahead. so I know you studied these two people. Hey, go ahead. It's okay. Dorian Gale is a combination of Stephen A. Smith and Kevin Hart. Ooh. Wow. That's, that's cool. Ooh. Whenever he talks... It's the same Like Stephen <laughs> A. Smith I'm Kevin A. Smith I'm Kevin A. Smith Exactly what it is what,
1: What's something that Stephen A. Smith says in Kevin Hart's voice Let me see uh, First of all people It's blasphemous <laughs> <Yeah>. It's blasphemous <laughs> Talking about LeBron like that <laughs> oh, I <see>. oh, no. <laughs> That's exactly who he is <laughs> a combination you of can tell is us who he is. is. <laughs> Thank you though It's, the, you, it's though. Kevin Hart's
0: passion Spoken in the drama <laughs> no. and pomp and circumstance of Stephen A. Smith no, no, no. and how he makes everything so dramatic. Thank you, though. But yeah, I I just
1: really believed in myself and, you know, I made sure that I could tell as many people as I could this year, because when that's gone, I don't have that title next year. Mm hmm. So, so you I told to him, n- I yeah. have to cap. I had to squeeze. I didn't film the special. I didn't travel to Atlanta. I didn't did everything I could. I didn't, especially in the Brevard area. I didn't told everybody. I could, this is who I am. So next year they're gonna be like, oh yeah, he he did do all that, but guess what? He's been on this platform, that platform, that platform, that platform, that platform, not just this one article.
0: Yeah. So it carries. Yeah. Now you've been on the Funny Style podcast. Yeah. So this should all really right. get yeah. your yeah. career. It, it, see, it has <laughs>
1: carried. I'm on the fun. I'm on the Funny Style podcast. Yeah. You know I'm that,
2: saying
0: Christopher Robinson.
2: I, I'll say this for you, Chris. He's even got like the Kevin Hart head wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh,
0: thank you. man, that's.
1: Pretty- so yeah, that I just I just believed in myself. I was like, man, they gave me this one article, but I feel like more people should know about. So
0: that this. Google thing, you didn't reach out to Google at all. They did I that didn't reach just out to Google because, because
1: I knew you know, and this is before they didn't change the verification, but it used to be you need four or five or six solid, credible sources of online articles or you know critical information online to be verified. It used to be like that. And I, had, I knew that. I knew of that. But when that, all that stuff changed and I saw people that just bought a blue check, but then I go and see, okay, so where is their work? And I looked them up and I said, well, these people ain't got no work. The legitimate people are legitimate people, but I looked up and said, these people ain't got no work. So, yeah, I wanted a blue check, but I'd rather have the work. <coughs> I'd rather have the real, okay, he's actually done this and done that. And he's been over here. And been there. So I just put the work in to do those things. I don't care about the blue check now. You can look me up. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I, I will say this for you. When you were talking about being in the top uh, 12, yeah. I was like, if it, if he's only at 12 now, I could definitely see him making it to six or like the top five by next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And kind of to what you're talking about, like on the opposite side of that fence, like you getting verified because you're putting in the work. Meanwhile, I show up on Google as Rafiq Shaheen because I'm apparently like the only American Rafiq Shaheen who does comedy. <laughs> wow. It's well, like, it's well, like, well, the, that's probably not that hard. To- yeah. Well, it's like, it's like the most, co- one of the most common names in the world. So it's like, if I Google myself, like, it'll be like my Facebook and then like a dentist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you can sell that. That's a whole book right there.
2: There's a uh,
0: there's another uh, stand-up comedian out of Canada whose name is Chris Robinson. Really, and he's uh, significantly more successful than me. So when you Google comedian Chris Robinson, let me see. Uh, when you Google comedian Chris Robinson, it's like three of his things show up to every like one of mine. Mm. See, like, look, see. So it's like, no, I, I'm wrong. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven pictures of him before my stupid face comes <laughs> <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, at least but, he's black. Yeah. It's not a,
1: it's not a white you somewhere around there saying the most. Well, here's the terrible problem. things. Here's or, the problem. a no. Spanish you or yes. Asian you over there, you know.
2: He's oh, Asian <laughs> Chris Robinson looks so weird. <laughs> um, the man. problem
0: is, is he's he's black and he's light skinned and he has kind of like crazy hair, kind of like I do. Right. But he's in way better shape than I am, and he has like hazel eyes. I've d- I did a show one time. It's the AI Chris Robinson. <laughs>
2: He kind of looks like so that's the generic the, UPS. That's, the like. AI. that's
0: AI for you. That's yeah. artificial intelligence. Now, thing. what makes me feel a little bit better. I'll right. oh, see. But here, here's one of the things that came up is uh image of, image of him doing uh, uh, his special at Just for Laughs. So that's wow. pretty damn big. But when you Google him, it's a bunch of headshots. And my actual... The flyer from when I film my special at the Orlando Improv that right. comes up. That's the good. cover for my album comes up. A screenshot of me on Funny Not Famous comes up. A screenshot of me on the Lowdown with James Young comes up. So it's 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 starting to get. Actually, last time I did this Google, uh, it was worse. I mean, <laughs> so, that's good. So yeah, it's I'm mean, getting no, better. It's, <laughs> being ratio worse is, is not good, but. <laughs> The rom- Wait, sh- is getting
2: better. <laughs> I think one thing, and this is kind of shitty, but I don't know how else to say it. Like, If he is doing just for laughs, you are probably getting some like residual pickup from people <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> comedian Chris Robinson yeah. oh, yeah. saying him, and they'd be like, who's this other dude?
1: <laughs> Christopher Robinson is a Boston University and Hunter College MFA graduate, <laughs> a McDowell Col- Colony Fellow. Yaddle Fellow, and a Yale Younger Poets Prize finalist.
2: <laughs> Who the yeah. hell is that? Yeah, You He's, just better hope he never gets in trouble for saying some shit.
0: <laughs> no, I, so I typed a comedian. It's Chris
1: a white Robinson. dude and his wife that I'm looking at right here. There's an ambassador,
0: Christopher Robinson, for the U.S. Emb- embassy <laughs> in Lativa. There's a singer. There's a famous singer also, Chris Robinson. Um, I hope I'm the only Dory. I don't want there be another. <laughs> yeah, d- yeah, no, there's another Dory.
2: I have not <laughs> met a. <laughs> l- <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's a, here's a, uh Chris Robinson, who's a filmmaker. But Chris Robinson is actually one of the um he's a music video uh, director as well. So it's kind of it's it's gonna be a lot of work for me to get you know. Rafiq Shaheen could get a couple bonkers gigs and be the most famous (laughs) Rafik Shaheen.
2: (laughs) I'm not going to lie. If you search up IMDb, I show up like twice for like some really bad movies. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't want any of this out there, but But, I don't know how to take it down.
0: (laughs) But for real, though, how cool is this? You look up Dorian Gale. It is pure Dorian Gale. Yeah. yeah it is blessed. i mean and he, he pops um, up as internet personality blessed blessed internet personality it's got dorian's instagram blessed. it's got dorian on uh the lowdown with blessed. james yon thank you lord it's got you and actually let me yes. ask you so you've done so uh-huh. Afrotainments studios yes you've done i think every show i've done every show that, I've <laughs> that they have yeah. right yeah. yes um how Blessings. how has that been working with them up there?
1: They're awesome, man. They're awesome. Candice, Chris, Cassandra, James, Type Mike. They're they're awesome.
0: You son of a bitch! I look up Dorian Gale. It is literally, yeah. I'm at like. I've been all right. Here we go. I was I'm focused at, on. That I'm at for a picture while. like 38, and there's one person, and it's not Dorian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally Dorian, like. Dor- Here's Dorian with the Nation of Islam. Here's Dorian. <laughs> oh <my laughs> his, I'm trying to keep good pictures of myself so his, I can. Here's Dorian on public access television. Oh, I don't know. Here's Dor- his Dorian on some flyers. Here's Dorian doing a Glorilla impression. Glorilla? <laughs> <Here's Dorian. laughs> I swear to God. There might says. be people that react
1: to my videos that from TikTok. So if you see, like, like you know, the. A couple white women there. That's that's probably them reacting to my TikTok video story. That's
2: one of the things that I hate about like TikTok, (laughs) especially, but like modern social media is some dude will write like the funniest sketch. Oh, and and then people
0: just do voiceovers of it. Yeah, yeah, or Or, use it as a voiceover. I mean,
2: or and sometimes not even that. It's just like the. Hit, like Doran's sketch will be playing up top. It's just some dude eating chips yeah. underneath, like basket in those clubs. Yeah. It's like <laughs> those
1: what? reaction videos. I'm not gonna lie. I did a reaction video this morning to uh, Flavor Flav's re-edition of the Star Spangled Banner, and um, <laughs> that was so interesting.
2: Here's the thing. I don't know
1: though. why they chose. You, you know b- I'm a, believer,
2: I'm a i am bet if I watch that though, you're <laughs> adding something to it. <laughs> <laughs> I am adding something to it. I'm just let me ask
0: you Yes. Most
2: most reaction videos are again just like someone watching the video. It's oh like and they I have could, no
0: reaction yeah, all the time. And it's like they I can just, could just watch
2: it, it myself. Social <laughs> like, yeah. <But> <laughs> social
0: media's weird, man. That is that, that is that is content theft. That's <laughs> all that is. It's just content. But let me ask you something. Yes. So uh, back to our social media, back to building social media. Right. I've seen you in that Kobe Bryant shirt, yeah. In 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 what looks like a broom closet, yeah. Uh, a thousand times. Yes. So my question is, and and again, that has now translated into real success on online, right. right? What is your schedule in terms of how off how often are you putting out content, and what is the Actual schedule of activity behind being able to produce content at that frequency?
1: I am. So, when I first started TikTok and I wanted to do like impression videos, I researched the best times to post on TikTok and it gave me this chart. And I looked at the chart, and anyone can look at this chart. It's online, this is free game. I pulled up the chart and the chart told me the best times to upload it had like a level of engagement. It was like red, green, blue, you can pull it up. It was like red, green, blue, and it was like peak times for TikTok posting. And I found a day, right? It'll say like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. And I kid you not, um, when I did that, when I did the, the Bernie Mac day one, day two, day three, I uploaded it. Um, at the very minute of the hour. So if it said nine o'clock, I uploaded it at nine o'clock. The video was up at nine o'clock, not 901, not 859. It did a million views. Wow. I've, I've done that every, every, single view, every single video that has over a million views, I've done it right at the hour. Not really? at the minute after and not the minute before. Hmm. And they've all went viral. That's free game. Yeah. They've all went viral.
0: And let me tell you, just just an announcement to comedians out there, right? It's hard. It's hard to explain, sort of the difference between people that are growing quickly and successfully, right. and people that like are Meandering. kind of in a, in a stagnant place. Right. <coughs> it's weird to say you're not you're not serious about what you're doing, yeah. Until you become such a nerd that you're googling the correct times to post <laughs> and looking at charts no but for real because like, earlier when like, we were like, talking about what it takes to make it right there's mm-hmm. so many things that people don't understand that are there's the side of it that's fun right and then the 90 percent that's not fun yeah that it requires like something as simple as like like for me one of my biggest things is it sounds stupid but car maintenance right like a I take my comedy so seriously Right Over the last couple of years I've become far more militant About my car maintenance Correct Than I've ever been In my life before Correct
1: You're driving mm-hmm. and stuff Yeah
0: Yeah You know I've I've become I've become far more militant In terms of like What I wear on stage I go online And order those shirts In bulk Like people make fun of me All the time Because I'm always wearing The same outfit on stage It's like no, no dude I have that 17 builds, of these right? outfits yeah. That
1: builds A
0: A, char- a Character A yeah,
1: And when I say a character And I mean like something silly That builds a brand should I say Exactly, It builds a brand Christopher Robin wears black shirts and jeans <laughs> That's <laughs> Christopher right Robinson right, right there <laughs> yeah. If someone comes to your speakers. show And they don't know who you are That's him That's him right, right there yeah. If someone do an impression to Christopher Robinson They gotta put on a black shirt and jeans They have to copy you Yeah, You know what I'm saying And I look at great people that existed like Shoot, if Michael Jackson didn't have those white socks on with that them buttons, <laughs> we don't know who it is. But he had a uniform, and it it creates this memory. You create your own memorabilia, and people will remember you not it, j- because you're funny, but also, man, if if the, he had the black shirt on and those jeans and they know that that's the originality. That's a part of your style. That's a part of who yeah. you are. When I say, now you have a nice day, I've seen other people go online and be like, now you have a nice day. That's me. I made that. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's a part of you that can't nobody take away, and that is a part of your brand, and that is your originality. And we know Christopher Robbins is going to come here, he's going to kill it, and he's going to have on a, a, that black <laughs> T-shirt and those jeans. That's a part of you. So that like when I was trying to figure out... I need some more originality. I need some type of slogan stamp. What what can I do that separates me from all the other impressions? And I came up with a slogan, you know what I'm saying? And I, I that's a part of me. So that's a part of you. And yeah.
2: can't nobody take that away from you. That's originality, bro. Yeah. To your point, and this goes for the people at home. If I say Gabriel Iglesias everyone can picture Hawaiian shirt, the the Hawaiian shirt shirt shorts the- <laughs> right he's wearing the little right. cap he's got yeah. the sneakers on it's and you hit the nail on the head right there Dorian it is part of your costume yeah I I wear hoodies on stage because I know physically you see someone like me and you're like eh, he looks like kind of a scumbag <laughs> but again it's like yeah because the hoodie helps look like that yeah if i show up there with like i mean like i could possibly do like a persian dude but like (laughs) if in order to do that i have to be wearing a long sleeve shirt and fucking gold chains and that's not comfortable and people might be like ah that's a stereotype and it's like yeah it's a stereotype for a reason when you see enough dudes who look like that who happen to be persian your brain goes ah this is what they are You know, and when it comes to comics, when you're trying to build your brand, everything essentially about you has to be a certain type of iconic.
1: Yeah, man. D- Freaking, we're gonna know who he is because he got them hoodies. We gonna know. Halloween around in the corner, man. If I want to because if I'm put on that black certain
3: <laughs> hey, thing, man. But we,
0: well, but my thing, my thing about it, because I remember one time I did. I was, I was at Gregory's, right, and I had a comic tell me he was like, I understand that you're wearing a long sleeve black T-shirt because you want to be comfortable on stage, right. But once you elevate to a certain whatever, whatever, people want you to dress a little bit nicer. And I started to take that advice, but then what I realized was this: number one, I when I'm on stage, my whole thing. Is a lot of my material is, is like it's edgier things that you're not, it's intellectually edgy. Right. I get on stage and a lot of, th- I, I make people clam up a little bit before I get the release of the laughter. Right. And could I go up there in a button down shirt that looks slightly a little bit, you know, classier or whatever? Yes, but then that look doesn't really fit what I'm doing once I start talking. When I start talking, I'm up here with this energy of I'm going to say some shit you don't like and you're going to have to sit there and take it. Right. Like that's a part of the energy. Now it's also fun and playful and all that. Mm-hmm. But like I my favorite thing <coughs> I need to buy another pair is that long sleeve black t-shirt. Jeans and a black pair of Tim's. like it's my that's my favorite thing on stage because it has a there's a look to that because I'm a big I'm and, six and foot three hundred pounds.
1: your fans gonna it's, be like oh he got that T-shirt on he finna kill it yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah, you gonna know what, look, come on like what if what if what if you know, you're talking about you know. If Michael Jordan went to go play ba- baseball and just yeah. stayed playing baseball, what if he came back to the game? Is like, you know, y'all I'm gonna grow hair? Nobody <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, wanna see your your head. We're like, we want to see that. Hair. Take that hair <laughs> off your head. <laughs> you better cut your head bald to dump at these people. We'll think got
2: that about fucking, uh, high top <laughs> 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 house party going on? What we'll think Michael Jordan is
1: bald?
0: Think about how crazy performing stand up comedy in a full leather leather jacket and leather oh, pants is. It. That used to be a As thing. Eddie though. Murphy, right? That's Eddie Murphy's thing. When you picture Eddie Murphy, it's either the red Delirious leather outfit or, or the you know, purple leather outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's that was his specific thing,
1: and a lot of comedians followed that. You know, and then like when Kings of Comedy came around, it was they were just straight suits. But that was their era. Yeah, you know yeah. those suit those big Steve Harvey had them yellow big old double xl triple xl suits on and bernie Mac had the suit and that was that was their era
2: one thing though that i'll say is that especially when you watch comics from when they start to when they kind of really get big you can wear as part of your brand the nicer version of what you started off with yeah ali sadiq Wears like a lot of like track suits and stuff like but that. But they're like Gucci tracksuits, right? Now. Exactly, yeah. and you can <laughs> yeah. you can definitely see the quality change, the money from, on him now. right? Because yeah. he's got that money, and even going back to Gabriel Iglesias, looking at his clothes, you can tell that fucking cabbie hat or whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> is not something he got at Burlington Coat <laughs> Factory. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I
1: mean, it—it's it, it a part of it, man. When when yeah. when I see when I see Chappelle light that cigarette, oh man, he' about to say something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he' about to say something.
2: So, I, yeah. I have the dumbest story about those cigarettes. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> the story this <laughs> but um, <laughs> even like,
0: even something as simple as like you again, you can little things that separate comics that are like experienced versus comics that are not, like. <laughs> it's gonna sound crazy I know what underwear I like to wear when I'm on stage Like I have like Like you know like the Like athletic moisture wicking underwear mm-hmm. So you don't like sweat cause I'm I sweat I'm a sweater mm-hmm. right So when I'm on stage it's like I wear these type of underwear I wear this type Of undershirt I like the um, The long sleeve black shirts Because I buy them from this specific Place actually this is not an ad I should fucking make these people Give me <laughs> hey, some type you? of ad Yeah. But the um, what are they call true classics, those T-shirts where you see those commercials all the time. I get them from those people. I, I, ha- I have a I have a stack of them in my closet. I, I, I might have nine of these very specific, this particular brand, particular style of shirt, all black in a stack. Right. And then the jeans I have different jeans are different because jeans are jeans Man. to me. I don't wear yeah. no drawers
1: when I perform. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear tank tops. That might be a lie. <laughs> I don't wear socks. <laughs> I perform. I pef- listen. I'm giving you all of me except for the clothes on my body when I'm <laughs> on did, stage. Um,
0: you were doing the leather jacket.
1: I yeah, I did the leather jacket for a while, but I don't wear underwear, man. I don't. Do that. <laughs> this is a lot
0: of information that we really don't. <laughs> we really
2: don't need to have. For the for the comics at home, just remember: no underwear. 20% funnier <laughs> <laughs> you, want, fr- free you free and You freestyle. I want like y'all that. to
1: feel like I feel
2: <laughs> You say that like you're in a commercial <laughs> <laughs> so. I, went, he I guys,
0: want y'all to
1: feel like I feel
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, went up, he went up to BET and swears He's like a motivational speaker now like, I, <laughs> I'm not a motivational speaker But you know When I get rich I'm gonna put some drawers on But until then You know Doing it. That's yeah. So you said you uh recently recorded a special. I re- I recorded one. I'm recording another one too. I'm video gonna, this is video or audio? This is uh video. Oh, so this is, uh, this is I'm,
1: special. I'm gonna I don't have a date for it. I'm gonna record another one too. Wait,
0: wait, wait no, no, no. Hold on. The first yeah. one. The right. first one, yeah. We're we're out, how, much, how much how much what's the it's time? Like Fifty five. Fifty five minutes. Six minutes. Okay. okay. Around there. 55, yeah. 56 um, And you did that at Jackie Knights. So. Yes, I did. That's the um, um. They do that up at that Italian restaurant. Food's yes. really good up there.
1: Yes, I love it. Shouts out to Jackie. Very very yeah. nice lady, Michelle and uh, Michelle Key. Thank you. And um, we filming another one
0: too. I'm trying to get. I'm
2: are you filming at Jackies again? I don't know where this
0: one will be. This t- will be tell different. You, I'm gonna tell you. I got if. If I put together this show, so I'm I'm working on a show. I'm right. I'm I'm this close, okay, to finally getting a show at a venue that I personally love, that I want to do something at. If okay. I decide to do it, and it's uh, in the Galley Arts District, okay. Um, it's the uh, Funky Dog Improv, okay. So cool. it's it's a beautiful room. Um, it's duncan. actually where duncan did his um special yeah man, that, that's, yeah that's incredible because we had a we had that. a couple of venues tangiers is another really cool one if you wanted to do a special around here you know what i've always wanted to do um because i graduated from bayside right so bayside actually built this beautiful performing arts theater like at at the campus like the yeah. year the year i graduated so i, n- I never yeah. even got to see the building oh, be man. built it's well, okay, and no, but I want to go back there and yeah, film yeah. a special one day. That would be cool. I want to do a special at my old high school, just, just for shits and giggles.
2: I, I, so I, I wasn't trying to be dismissive of, uh, no. of that, but like when you're talking about like the school built something that you never got to be a part of, <laughs> that was all a USF. <laughs> 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 like the year I graduated, they're like, "Oh, we're renovating all the old halls. We're tearing down like the old science building." Building, it's like. <laughs> So I just paid for some other kid? Like. <laughs>
0: Actually, My, what I really want to do yes. is, so I graduated from Bayside High School in yes. Palm Bay, Florida. Kim Congdon went there while I was she there. She did.
1: Shouts out to her.
0: And Akeem Woods went there while I was there. Yeah, shouts Ooh. out to him. None of us knew each other, but I think future, I think it'd be cool as shit if we could do a lineup of the three of us. Wow. Co-headline yeah. a show. Yeah, that'd at, be dope at Bayside High School's theater and do it as like a fundraiser for the school be like hey this school has produced these 3 successful touring performing comedians
2: successful yeah you there know you go right there that's a great yeah. idea and yeah. it's good marketing too yeah to be like hey come out do a good thing for the community see some funny ass people yeah. and you know it's kind of our way of being like yo the three of us went on to do something big See, because I, of this. I
1: graduated from Heritage High School in Palm Bay, Florida. Shouts out to the Panthers. Go Big Blue. Um, <laughs> it's really weird. There's a lot of people that came out of Heritage. I don't know if I
0: can say all these names. See, that's the only thing I just. <sighs> they got the greatest band. We do uh, have yeah? a great band, man. Actually, let me let me tell you something, Dorian. Yeah. I just thought of something. Yes. Now, here, here's the thing with Dorian. If you ask him to stick to impressions, it's scary because it he might just start doing some other random shit. All right, but I, for the last couple of years, I right. have hosted the Palm Bay Christmas Parade. Yes, you know the big um, yes parade that goes down. I think it's Malabar Road. Yeah, right.
1: he said love that.
0: I'm ho- I'm hosting it this year. Yes, again. Would you want to come and do a couple impressions with me on stage at the Palm Bay Christmas Parade?
1: Absolutely. I'll do that. will Be
0: awesome! All right, so I will, I, will, I will organize that.
1: I'll do it. Yeah, and and um, I'm familiar with the I'm familiar with the city, like officials and things. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. always been in touch with the community. Yeah. Um, yeah, my ten year high school anniversary is coming up next year, mm-hmm. and uh, and
0: yeah. it'll be cool because the Heritage High School band is always one of the highlights. Yeah. Of the uh, parade, and you went to yeah. Heritage High School. I
1: did. I graduated from Heritage class of 2014 best class ever I'm just I can't say these names I really want to but I can't sell all these people's names why because no. they sold drugs no, the I, they didn't. <laughs> you know some, some statute of limitations I, I, no I just I just I don't know I, like I know a lot of people a lot of people know me and I don't know how comfortable they would be with me just
2: Doran's like I know where the body's buried I yeah. can't <laughs> sure no I'm, it's nothing
0: like that I it's just you know shout out to everybody that love me I love y'all yeah, yeah. like that's one thing I'm excited to start doing too it's like even stuff like this, like Christmas parade, right? Yeah, man, that's. A big I'm time. tapped it so like, I'm I'm doing that through like, uh, through like our, our business connection and the connection we have with the city. That's So cool, completely outside of comedy, right? But what's cool is something like the city, for example, or 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 like the Chamber of Commerce, right? Yeah, they don't have like regular people hosting an event. They don't really have someone who can bring some energy and something different to hosting an event. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to leverage now is hey, you know, I'm an insurance agent, we own this business. I'm also a comic who's heavily tapped into the comedy community. Yes. You know? So, if you need an event hosted, you need something, you know, organized, I can not only bring me, get in there, I can bring in a whole team of people. Who you know? You guys otherwise wouldn't have access to because you're just not tapped into that world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we're thinking about uh, even uh, sponsoring some comedy shows and doing some stuff. So that'll be.
2: Ooh.
0: Um, there's kill a few him. things we're working on. Yeah, yeah. kill them, kill them, kill them.
2: Yeah. I love the fact that you guys had a great time in high school and would do this out of the kindness of your heart. I know of my high school. I approach, didn't have the
0: greatest time in high school, but no, I'm
2: I, a good one because you have enough fondness for yeah, them to yeah. be like, yeah, I would do well, this. I met my wife in high school, but so like, I
0: have fond memories of.
2: I I would do something from my high school, but I would be like better as fuck. <laughs> Man, like, review River, coming up to me, be like, "Oh, hey, you want to do a charity for this shit?" It's like, god damn it! All right. <laughs> I I do though
0: have that vision of becoming a very like have I have that Drake vision of becoming like a very successful comic, and like my twenty year high school reunion, I show up in a helicopter, like just
1: just to embarrass just to like. <I'm>, when I was um when I was a senior in high school, I um I went into the senior year with a different mindset and um I actually I became I became that guy. I became that guy. I became the popular guy that was, was known like, for what the being funny. <laughs> 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 I, I became the popular guy known for being funny. I became the funniest guy in the school. And um, and also in musical theater, also in chorus, also in drama club, mm. and um, I told everybody what I was gonna do. I said I'm gonna go become a stand-up comedian, and they all wrote in my yearbook like, "Dude, you're funny." Da 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 da. It's almost ten years. I just look back in that book and I I look at you know the things I've been blessed to uh, accomplish. So you never uh, had that
0: biggie moment of the teacher that's telling you never gonna make it. Well,
1: <laughs> rest in peace to uh, the notorious Big. <laughs> um the movie which is mostly uh non-fictional but fictional a little bit uh i never had that moment i don't know if that's a real part of the story his story
0: jay-z said the same thing though his Um, teacher told him he was never gonna make it steve harvey steve harvey said that uh he had a teacher tell him that he was it was like one of those career day things right right um where the teacher was going around asking people like what do you you know what do you want to be when you grow up you want to be on tv he said he wanted to be on tv yeah and she said you'll something like you'll never be on TV. Yeah. Steve Harvey had a li- he overcame a lie. He yeah.
1: had a stuttering problem when he was a kid. Yeah. Mm.
0: But yeah. here's this part. Steve Harvey says every year for Christmas he sends her a television. Mm. <laughs> I I have heard about it. <laughs> but, <that. why? laughs> but why? But why? But <laughs> why.
2: I th-
1: He's I, on it, yeah. <laughs> that's that's incredible.
2: I think Jordan had one too, where it was something like he was being inducted into like the basketball hall of fame and he brought the teacher who <laughs> <laughs> told him he was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a certain amount, like, and again, this has come from someone who knows he's petty. Yeah, there's a certain amount of pettiness I genuinely appreciate. <laughs> to just be like hey remember when you told me i was going to be a failure motherfucker <laughs> you going to sit here front row and watch me get yeah. i think i think
1: most people um i think most people believe in me i don't really pay attention to those who who don't i don't even know who they are you so shouldn't if, if that's petty i don't know no
2: no <laughs> i don't know you pe- pe- petty <laughs> Petty is more of my scale of like. Oh, I'm writing your name down. Ten ten years ago,
1: I should have told him, uh,
0: "Google me." (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish I had a time machine. If I could tell them, so I could could go back to Heritage High School and walk in the room and point at little Dory and be like, "You will never be on BET." (laughs) That's
3: incredible.
2: (laughs) I love that for two reasons, because right. one, that implies, with your use of a time machine, <laughs> that be the most important right? you decided to go punk little kids. Like. Like the other, some out white. of all the things you could have <laughs> saved, so, so, out of
0: all the sicknesses you could have probably cured Some in the white diseases. guy's like, all right, so we can finally go kill Hitler. I'm like, hold on, real quick, right. before we go. <laughs> 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 I got to tell 15-year-old Dorian his black ass will never be on <laughs> BT. <laughs> Oh All my right. God! So we're, <laughs> we're in an hour and a half. That's so, incredible. Um, th- th- thank you so much. Now you have a nice out. day. You got to be. Yeah. That on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so you said you were telling me that you're back in town. Maybe. Okay. So we should be seeing you out at more stuff. Maybe running around. You never know where I'll be. <laughs> I'm, he's, I'm, he's I got Steven a question a Smith. He's yeah. just a weird I got a it's question He's like chaos, chaos is it's, I got it's, a question mark Verbal on my, chaos
1: I got a question mark On my body <laughs> You'll never know Who I'll be I'm an unlockable character <laughs> You know
0: how many skins I got <laughs> You know what's so <laughs> annoying About Dorian we all know Dorian, but he now that he's had some success, he's in care. He's on at all times. Uh-huh. Like you can't even have like a conversation. I gotta be. Like, I'm, I'm talking to to YouTube media training Dorian Gale. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be. I can't just say these names Somebody, here, somebody at BET put the Men in Black Flash yeah. thing in his face, and he hasn't been the same ever we'll since. You'll never know who.
2: the <laughs> <laughs> like, Illuminati replacement Yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. This has been the Funny Style Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening.